Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals. Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Merchandise today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers have collected the materials they need to break the blood structures destroying Helmfirth. Red executed Richard Chen and stopped the blood rain. Richter figured out what they needed to collect from his shop. And Caddy stole the gear out from under the nose of several giant insects. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. As the adult mystery punchers are uh, rapidly in the process of being consumed and digested by a uh, slithering, writhing mass of worms and maggots known as a crawling one, uh, Caddy Sprinkles, you're on a mission. You're on a mission to take down a castle, which admittedly is something that you've probably thought about more from like a, a siege perspective as a kid who grew up with a lot of books thinking about, you know, the past. Um, the castle itself, as I said, is... is uh, uh, rather quaint. It would likely just be the tower of of a of a proper uh, castle. It's almost more of like a, a watchtower kind of situation. Ooh, Except we could call it a blood spire. Blood spire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, it has uh, more building to it than that. Uh, that said, because it is in this kind of weird uh, geometric shape pattern of of kind of uh, suspended, slowly shifting blood. 
Um, you're kind of seeing it in wireframe, uh, although it seems to be uh, as as you look at it with your your uh, cat eyes, um, it seems to be getting more solid, and you can almost see like a window starting to form, uh, and one of the spires becoming solid, um, a, um, a a dark uh, black stone um, that uh, captures and reflects absolutely no light. Um, you uh, rush up towards it with your little paws over your ears. Uh, the screaming has stopped, um, so you may now uh, drop your your paws. Um, what? How do you want to try and disrupt this? Richter didn't give you specific instructions because he does not, in fact, know them. Um, but how, what would what would Caddy try and do? Do you think to try and take down the blood spire? So Caddy would figure that there has to be magic and there has to be something marked down because using child magic rules, if there's not a magician here doing it, then there has to be something that the magician left. Um, he would probably be looking, if stuff is becoming more solid, odds are the blood is coming from somewhere or something. So if he can find something that looks like a source of power, he could check that out to see if there's writing or something he can interrupt that's kind of guiding the flow. Yeah, can you roll me an education check, please? That is a success. Cool. Um, you remember that um, Richard Chen used his own blood uh, to make this and, and left it seemingly at each of the sources. So the source is no longer here, um, but but was previously. Um, then he probably check out the foundations to see if stuff is written to kind of shape the building. Like there's probably something that's got that's guiding the blood to somewhere. Totally. And theoretically, it starts on the ground. Yeah. Can you roll me a spot hidden, please? Yes, I can. That is a hard success. Um, you see some very shallowly scratched um, sigils. Um, they, uh, from kind of your low vantage point, um, the kind of thing you could scratch uh, with a fingernail. Um, in fact, you find a, a cracked nail not far from uh, from one of these. Uh, but it would seem that uh, yes, uh, they're almost anchor points uh, that are are helping the uh, the sort of blood remain in stasis as it uh, provides shape to um, Richard's twisted dreams. Okay, then I think Caddy would would go close to where those things are. If there was something he could use for cover, like a little stone or something he could hide behind. Um, he would want to throw a little holy water to try to break the circle. Cause he'd have read up on like basic occult stuff. Like, I feel like he's like literally me when I was eight and I would just perpetually read the like mm-hmm. zombie almanac of spooky things. It was like written for kids, but I was very interested in. So he'd know that breaking the circle can cause like big flashback energy. So he'd try to keep himself safe when he first see if he could break it or whatever. Sure. Um, so so I understand that you're throwing it at the scratched glyphs on the ground or at the bloodlines. Um, probably kind of both. He's, this is a little, little science experiment for him. Like he needs it to, to breach the line on the ground to see if that does anything. And then to see if it hit in the blood does anything. So kind of like throwing a line, like the weird, when the priest uses the sensor, <laughs> just like flicks a whole weird spray of water. To see what Yeah. Happens. Yeah. Or like when I'm stirring pasta and I move the spoon in any direction at any time, okay. anywhere. And there's just suddenly a line of, you know, less holy, but still very splattery past it. Um, yeah, fair enough. So you throw uh, your first kind of uh, dab of, of holy water in the, uh, um, the blood uh, begins to brown uh, almost as though it's, it's been left out uh, in the sun too long uh, and crisp. Um, and uh, as the, the flow breaks, um, you hear a, a horrible um, grinding of stone 
Um, now, the little amount you flicked uh, is, is you know, rapidly the, the blood dissolves, uh, the kind of crusted scab that was beginning to form, and it, it re-enters into the, the cycle. Um, but the, uh, the holy water certainly seems to have had an effect. Okay, he's not a genius. He's not going to be thinking long-term. He's 12. Caddy's going to go up, uh, and wherever the one that's looking the most solid is with a weird door, he's just going to dump the whole thing of holy water into that. Fair enough. Uh, I will tell you, it was going to take the whole thing regardless, so not the worst. Uh, You basically create uh, just a big old uh, old clot uh, where that door should be, and slowly but surely, um, the, the flow is interrupted. And though you can see it starting to kind of like break through at various points, um, that stone grinding, it, it literally uh, drifts in and out of um, your shot uh, constantly. Sometimes the sound is just cut off abruptly. Other times it comes back. Um, but having heightened senses, you're still not entirely used to. This is bone-shakingly loud. Um, and as uh, the blood continues to kind of um, break against the clot, uh, like, like the tide against a break wall, um, you see that it starts to fall away uh, from various other parts uh, of, of the, the structure. The wireframe begins to fail without a constant flow uh, of the blood. Uh, it doesn't seem to be able to hold its structure. And soon the, the solid parts fall inward uh, and all at once um, the blood uh, splashes down into, uh, into a, a soaking pool as uh, the blood spire collapses. Richter and Red... You are being consumed by worms and maggots. Uh, I need a uh, a con from you, please. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to spend two luck to make that an extreme success. Okay. Because nice. 10, like one zero is t- 10, right? Yeah, okay. Yep, great. Yeah, double O uh, double O is a uh, hundred. That's what I thought. Okay, that's a fail. Okay, or Richter. Oh dear. Um, I'm close, are, but I don't have the luck to bring it <laughs> to bring it home. So, so um, Richter, you're gonna take seven points of damage. Um, Red, uh, you're gonna take four as the uh, the worms uh, uh, begin to to just pluck away at you a bit. Um, Red, with your extreme success, you were not, you're you're in it, but I think because you had your arms around Richter, you actually weirdly have a bit of room to move because you can just release Richter and and you kind of have like he's weirdly shielding you a little bit, even though you're outside of him. It just gives you a bit of, of freedom of movement. Whereas Richter, you're uh, constrictorid. Um, I am. On paper. I'm uh, I'm limp. Uh, I had seven HP. Oh damn! All right. Yeah. So uh, you you collapse, um, Red. You feel um, the the frail man's weight uh, fall against you. Um, you're always shocked uh, by how light he is um, for uh, a figure who looms so large, kind of in in your memory uh, from childhood and just from his his presence. Uh, without uh, without the spark of consciousness, he is merely a, a very old man um, standing alone against a, a tide of darkness. Uh, what do you do? So the worm thing's gone, just to be clear. Oh no, it's still all around you. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, um you're it's it's all around you. Uh, the the castle has fallen, but you you can't see that because worms. Um, so you're holding Richter. Richter goes limp. Um, but because you weren't like, if you think about it, like when sand or snow compacts yeah, around you, because of him, he actually you've got a little okay. bit of room to move. 
I think the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to shake that. Uh, I'm going to shake the thing off my hand. Sure. And hope that it starts screaming and like, see if I can explode this thing from the inside. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Um, so you, you, you give your, your arm a firm shake uh, and the, the, the jar flies off. Um, it hits the ground, but not really because it just sort of sl- sl- you know, starts screaming and slowly sinks down into the body of worms. Um, in here, uh, you can hear um, the the psychic screams of the the worms and maggots uh, as uh, the the sound inside them uh, magnifies. Uh, where before the noise was outside and the outer layer was enough to to insulate them. In here. It's just pulsing outward and uh, getting all of them. Uh, of course, that means it's also getting you. Yeah. Um, so I need a sanity check, please, and then a con check as okay. the massive worms explodes. Oh, Probably no, good, that's, sleep breaker. That's a giant old fail on the sanity. Yep. Uh, do you need specific numbers? Uh, no, no, just okay. Fail is, is giant fine. old fail, and then a con check. Oh no, that's a 99. <laughs> it is 90s night. I yeah, mean, man. this is a new I episode could... now. Oh no. But same uh, night. I have yeah. like, I have a bunch of, I have a, okay. So I have a bunch of luck I can spend to like get it out of the, uh, the, the fumble critical, zone? fumble zone. I don't know if that's how that works. Or can I do that or no? Um, with luck, if it's a fumble, let me just Either look, way, look it whatever, up here. But... Uh, you have to justify a re-roll. You cannot push combat or sanity rolls. Mm. Okay, well, I'm, I, I would count fun. this as a as a survival, not a not a sanity. So you can you can push this. Okay. Um. So. Oh, avoiding a fumble is ten luck. If it's a melee fumble, we could count that for this. Kind of makes Great. sense. Great. There we go. All right. I will reduce the size of the dice by one. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, So in a tremendous, uh, tremendous spree of bad luck, uh, you lose nine sanity and six health as the worm mass explodes. Um. The uh, maggots and worms fizzle, spark, and, and curl as they, uh, they, they fly uh, off you in all directions. Um, you, you just fall to your knees uh, as this happens, uh, adding your scream to theirs over Richter's body, um, just with like both of your hands clamped uh, to your ears, but you can still hear it. It doesn't matter. Um, and then you notice how cold uh, the side of your face is. Um, and it's odd because your, your hand doesn't register that, that temperature at all. Uh, and as you pull the hand that was within the jar away, uh, you see that it is fully skeletal. (laughs) And then before you, the blood palace implodes. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn with storyteller Tom McGee. 
join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal. But all is not as it seems, and as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood and sticky with syrup. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ah, ah, ah. The crawling ones having been dispersed and the blood spire having uh, collapsed. Um, Caddy, uh, you return uh, to find Red staring in horror at a fully articulate skeleton hand. Yeah, I come around the corner and just go, that was so easy. Uh, uh, <laughs> unconscious Richter and skeleton hand. Yeah. What did you guys do? Oh my God. Okay, so here's Should what I'm Should you thinking. have had the ash? Um, is my hand, Tom, is, is my hand actively in like crippling pain or is this just like a, wow, a hand? Uh, you feel nothing. There's, there's no muscle. There's no flesh. Um, there's no blood flow that said, uh, it feels clumsy. So it is articulate, but because it doesn't have uh, muscles or tendons, it works, but it's not as fast as, as right. you're used to. So like, it's not like, I- oh, cool. My hand's just fine. It's like, oh, it, it still works, but it's. It's creaky now. Could it fire a gun? Um, it can, but it's like your your finger is is hinged now. So yes, you can, but you can't like rapid fire with your skeleton hand. Okay. So you can pull like if it's a machine gun, hell yeah. If it's like fanning a hammer, absolutely. But in terms of like rapid trigger pulls, it just doesn't have that okay. that speed in it anymore. Okay. Then I think Red is, then I think in her mind, she's like, bigger problems. Um, so you've got a scale of hand, but what happened to Richter? Richter's passed out. She's going to, she's going to kind of put uh, her fingers on his neck to see whether he's still alive. Uh, you can't feel any pulse through the bone, but you switched to your fleshy hand and try that one uh, and uh, discover that, yes, he does have a pulse, though it is faint. Okay. Um then I think good. Is he? He's he's alive, Caddy. All right, let's try something to see if it'll wake him up. Uh, and he will reach around uh, with his teeth and just bite some hairs out of his tail, going like, Ehh! and then he will lean forwards and just stick them up Richter's nose in the hopes that it will make him sneeze and wake up. Okay, let me science just... boy. This is <laughs> this is the science boy's plan. <laughs> I'm like super okay with the fact that I now have a skeleton hand. Like, <laughs> it's actually pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Until you have to interact with anyone else ever. I'm going to wear a cool black leather glove. Yeah. It's going to be become an intimidation factor now. Just say, yeah. this, is, uh, this is pretty standard red in that it's like, oh, no, horrible disfigurement. But what's the cool fashion angle for being a badass? <laughs> yes. Um, cool. So, um you stuff those up his nose. Uh, Richter, from you, sir, I need a, uh, a con save to see if you walk I fail toward or to suffocate. Yeah. <laughs> You're actually deathly allergic to cats. Yeah. Oh, no, it's too thick a clump. Uh, this is a con save? Yeah. Success. This is a success. All right, so you're, you, you, you managed to stave off uh, walking into the light uh, for a turn, and then Caddy stuffs uh, hair up your nose. Um yeah, I like that. 
I buy that. Um, so Richter, you, uh, you, you sneeze awake, uh, you regain <laughs> no health. Uh, you are at zero. Uh, a stiff breeze will kill you. Right. Um, but you are, you are semi-conscious. Uh, we've established you've got a hell of a schnoz in the, uh, in yeah. the, the art. So like, I fully believe you pack that with, with furry powder. That that's, that's a harsh wake up call. All right. From science boy. So just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> I, that, what, what is, what is this? What is, ha, hello? Richter, don't try to move. We're going to get you in the car. Okay. Ah, I have been trying to move and it is not working. Um, we have to go, and I can't I just leave you here. Uh, so, <laughs> just put it, put him in the back seat, and he can hang out in the car. When yeah. I grow up, I hope cats could be doctors. <laughs> there is a uh, a pharmacy uh, that is being looted nearby. Uh, if you want to scrounge for medical supplies, I do. All right, so uh, Caddy, uh, you and Richter make your way to the car. Caddy, are you going to go to the the pharmacy? I'm going to the pharmacy. I'm way better at this than she is. Also, I can't protect anyone. I'm a cat. Um, Richter, you just you have yourself a, a lay down in the street. Uh, good news is lots of other people are too, still screaming about, um, you know, the psychic blood they see. Um, but, uh, as you stare up into the sky, um, oh, great. You <laughs> lose more you, sanity. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, no, you, um, you see that the, uh, the clouds here are, are starting to lighten somewhat, um, there's still a, the, the dark shape, um, but you can almost see rays of sun starting to break through. And as you kind of like look look down from uh, like in that way where you're literally just moving your eyes and tilting your head slightly, um, you see that the blood spire is gone. And thus the uh, the, the sort of um, one of the the triad of of things kind of helping to to tear the rift um, has uh, has been destroyed. <sighs> All right. Uh, that was uh, that was easy, Richter. You can you can do this two more times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you hold up uh, your arm slightly and uh, see that it's it's uh, it almost looks like mummy flesh, um, where uh, where the the worms just got to you before they enveloped you. Uh, it's just like all the moisture has been drained out of your your skin. It's uh, it's pruny and and close to the bone. That's not good. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, um, Caddy and Red, uh, the pharmacy's absolute chaos. Uh, people are are uh, looting uh, and uh, and kind of doing the the usual like hoarding toilet paper bullshit that people do when they're when they're stressed. Um, you recognize uh, the uh, the local uh, pharmacy owner. Uh, Nicholas Holicky, um standing on the counter, um, just waving his arms in the air, being like, "Well, everybody, just calm down, calm down. There's, there's no need uh, for all of this chaos. There, there's more than enough pharmacy to go around at very reasonable prices. Wouldn't you rather pay an honest dime for my my goods and services rather than stealing my livelihood? Come on, I'll ring the bell. Come on, come on." Uh, <laughs> saying come on to like looters is very funny to me a shop yeah, owner i just always imagined the campus security i remember from university who weren't allowed to touch anyone so all they had were whistles and someone would like go to climb a fence and they're like hey stop that and the person climbed the fence is like or what and they're like 
<laughs> carry on <laughs> the person would just go over the fence so yeah that's uh, that's nicholas's uh nicholas's bag today as he he waves his arms and screams um red and caddy i suspect you would both approach this very differently uh given just how different each of you are um how do you try and get medical supplies for richter steal them yes just, but how uh what, what, what is the pharmacy like, Tom? Is this like a shopper's where like everything's available or is there shit behind the counter he's at? Uh, this is, uh, I mean, it's a 1920s pharmacy. So it's literally just like any other 1920s business in that it's a small, like it's a small one room thing with like two sort of like racks of um, like shelves uh, in the middle with like tonics and, and, and that sort of thing. All the like the potent shit is behind the counter and that's, he is legitimately protecting that. But all the other, like, uh, basically anything that isn't nailed down is getting looted from the, the main space. Okay, okay, then Caddy would look at Red and yell, pay the man! Uh, and then he would jump over the counter and start searching for the good shit. Okay. Um, Red, uh, do you take this as a con or as a legitimate request from our pure boy? Oh, I know it's a legitimate request. Uh, so do you, do you follow it or do you start no. stealing? No, she's going to watch Caddy get the stuff. Like, if it's the potent stuff behind the counter, she's going to let him do her th- his thing. Um, and just keep an eye on the shopkeeper to make sure that he doesn't try to lay a hand on him. So are you drawing down on Dear Sweet Nicholas Holicky? I don't think she's actively, like... She's not going to actively confront him unless he goes for Caddy. Okay. Uh, well, here's a, here's, a fun, here's a fun check that I need to roll. Um, mm-hmm. does he recognize the cats trying to rob him? Uh, we'll go with int, I guess. <laughs> no, man. Um, he got an eight. So yeah, he does. He a hundred percent is like, Oh no, it's one of them thieving cats. Like I read about in the newspapers. Thieves are teaching the cats how to steal. And this one's come to steal from me. Get out of here. You damn cat. Um, and uh, he grabs a spray bottle uh, off the counter and just starts hosing you, which Caddy should not bother you, but like it is unimaginably uncomfortable for you. Like your your back hunches. It's it's a it's I a guess, but I'm so covered in blood. It's got to be helping with that. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you've licked most of that off in the car? Right, I'm over? not eating that. Yeah. You don't right. lick blood from the sky. No, God, he's got a, he's got a boy brain <laughs> in, in that cat body. Mm-hmm, I mean. Yeah. If he saw, if she saw him doing that, then she's absolutely going to try to like, you said he was standing on the counter. Yeah. He's, he's standing on the, the pharmacy counter at the back with all the drugs behind him. Oh, I'm just going to pull him off the counter. <laughs> ah! <laughs> with which hand? My non-skele hand. Right. So you grab him with your, your, your stupid puny human hand. Um, and uh, <laughs> right. I'm going to need a, a strength check, please. As you try and uh, haul uh, poor Nicholas Holicky down. Uh, that is, Ooh, that's a success. All right. And okay. Um, so, uh, you, um, pull him down. He lands on his feet though. Uh, and he just goes, ah, get your hands off me. A crazy broad. Uh, and, uh, he tries to punch you in the face. Uh, so I need a dodge. Oh, been there, done that asshole. All right. Dodge. Here we go. It'll need the numeric as well as what it is. That is a hard success uh, with the 19. Okay. Uh, that definitely trumps his uh, 
<laughs> failure to 58. Um, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? Uh, I think she's going to like, she's going to duck down underneath the fist and then she's just going to grab, she's going to do her best to grab his outstretched hands with her skele hand and just kind of grab it and stare him in the eyes and just say, today is not your day to do this, sir. Uh, and he, he looks at the hand. Uh, he looks at, at you and he says, what, would your small cat friend like a paper bag? In fact, he would. May, may I have my hand back so I can get that paper bag? Are you going to do something stupid again? I, I, I tried to punch a scary skeleton woman while a cat robs me. I don't think there's anything stupider I could do today. And she'll let go of his hand. And he just like shakily goes over and like tries to open a paper bag, but it's just having the worst time with it because he's clearly like so stressed about it. So it's just like he rips. He's like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'll start another one. Um, Caddy, can you roll me a spot hidden, please? <laughs> yes, I can. That is a extreme success. Great. Um, all right. So yeah, you, you find uh, you find. I guess probably cocaine at this point would be the. Yeah, it feels about right. So I feel like it's Dynum. like because it's like cocaine or laudanum, but laudanum like makes you sleepy and trippy. Um, so take away the pain, but it would make him completely useless. Whereas cocaine would like jack him up, um, and also uh, and more. So yeah, you grab some laudanum, some cocaine, and uh, like probably some like a roll of bandage, just because I, I feel like no matter what era you're in, you know, bandage cures all. Granted, then it wasn't like it's Mickey Mouse. It's like here's weird burlap that was yeah yeah woven like by a, small- a war vet. Like, but it's good. They're good stuff. A small thing of alcohol or whatever to like sterilize. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also like probably like a miracle tonic because that would just seem like a thing that would also work. So it's like both like useful medical, useful medical, useful medical, complete oh. fucking bullshit. Yeah. But this will help popular. if something bad happens to his hair. <laughs> Great. Um, so you grab all that, um, and um, the uh, uh, the pharmacist Holicky uh, dumps it all in the, the paper bag for you. Um, okay, what do we owe you? We're going, Caddy. No, what do we owe him? We have to pay. She's going to take the bag and uh, try to scoop you up to walk out. I'm going to dodge that shit. I want to steal from her. (laughs) I want to steal some money to pay this poor man. All right. Give me a uh, sleight of hand there, Caddy. And Red, you can give me a, a, a sleight of hand as well, please. Oof. Uh, I'm going to spend two luck to make that just a success. I fail. Um, all right. You, uh, you you go to steal money from her, but you don't know where she keeps her money. Um, you remember your mom had a purse. Red is not a purse person, and that's very confusing to you. Uh, so you get scooped up, and he says, uh, uh, don't, don't worry about it, tiny talking cat. Uh, this, 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 this one's on me. Much obliged. And she's going to walk out towards Richter. And he just kind of waves and says, thank you. Don't come again. Red, why didn't you pay him? He was nice. He got me a bag. We have to go, Caddy. We can't So the talking took just as long as paying would have. You said we would be nice to good people. God, I missed you when you didn't have morals. Yeah, and I missed you when you were a good person. You trip over Richter. (laughs) Oh. 
All right, Richter, we're getting in the car. All right, so you drag Richter yeah. to the car. Um, right behind get, you. I, I, we should probably treat him before we move him. Just a thought. It, it's fine. You get him to the car to treat him. Uh, everyone's still running around screaming and looting, so it's not the worst idea to get him up and off the street. Um, go ahead and roll first aid, whoever would like to try and treat Richter. <laughs> I'll do it. I mean, red took charge, so it's got to be red. Yeah. Come on. Ooh. First aid. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend five luck and make that a success. Wow. Great. Thank you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. So, uh, Richter, you, uh, you gain six HP. Uh, I should point out this is temporary, mostly because of the cocaine, yeah. Uh, but it, it is better than nothing. Um, so, um, red, you just like, um, like probably pour it into like, I, I, I you honestly, you probably just poured into booze because that's all you have on you, uh, and hand it to him. Richter, this is a, uh, this is a potent tonic. Um, but, uh, it certainly wakes you up. Um, and then, uh, as, as you're kind of like spacing in and out, um, you you feel a tug on your arm, uh, and you look down to see that uh, Caddy has has bandaged you, uh, bandaged your your withered arm um, with uh, a, a tonic soaked <laughs> bandage, um, which will no doubt be a miracle cure. Maybe this will give your arm hair a good shine and bounce. I don't know if that arm's going to grow hair ever again. Thank oh, you. Oh no, it will. This cat. is magic. A magic tonic. Uh, that's good. Um, I, uh, am coming in and out of, uh, consciousness, uh, currently. Uh, tell me, Red, uh, are we, are we moving? Is the car moving right now? <laughs> I can't uh, tell. I don't think she started the car yet because she was just going to say, uh, I need to know where to go next. Gentlemen, to the docks. We should go the docks. to the docks. To the docks. All right. And she's going to try to maneuver the car out of, out of this chaos. And Caddy is going to have a weird instinct like cats do in old age homes because Richter's close to death. Somehow the place that's the most comfortable to sleep is curled up on his chest. So he's just going to stay there curled up but not know why. Well, I mean, you're a guardian of the underworld. You got to keep Emotep and the mummy away for at least another, another few hours. Um, great. So you curl up on his chest. Um, Richter, uh, do you have any reaction to that? Uh, yes, this demonic imp uh, is clearly just waiting for a moment to strike when I'm too weak and addled to defend myself. Um, and so uh, I j- I'm just staring at it. I'm just staring at it. What, where? How, how are you sitting there? Am I staring at your face? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Butthole, be like a proper you. cat would do. No, nah, he'd be looking at you because he's not okay. quite a proper cat. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Imagine your just, tail just kind of whipping back and forth and on its own rhythm. Yeah. And then he'll speaking, reach out with staring. one little paw and pat your cheek and say, You're gonna be okay. Uh you you reach and like touch like the right side of his face, and his right eye just like kind of flinches and like his eyelids like flickers. <laughs> Do you need that- more cocaine? <laughs> And with that, Red, uh, you you floor it, um, knocking a few people aside. Um, not like full on ramming them, yeah, just yeah. bumping. I mean, it's the thirties; cars cars move slow. Um, and uh, you uh, begin to, um, uh, to to sort of drive back to familiar environs. Uh, it is time, granted, one mystery puncher short, to return to the docks and see what horror awaits you there. 
This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Really, Big Monster? Zero irony. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. There's a pocket dimension in the deep freeze. This is the stupidest dystopia we've ever been to. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette? In 415 million BC? Where are we? Space? Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.